Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. Today is episode number 105, and I'll be talking to Zara Mahoon, a master mindset and law of attraction coach and a manifesting expert. She's the author of 15 books, and of these subjects, the creator of a bestseller, Unlimited 40-Day Law of Attraction Workbook, accompanied by a free online course. After committing to completely transforming her life, her self-worth in 2006, she went from being massively in debt to owning multiple properties and creating a thriving business, as well as healing her relationships. Zara's courses and programs help individuals to identify their blocks that keep them from achieving success. She is committed to making it easy for you to understand and apply the law of attraction. Hello and welcome to Sarah. How are you, Sarah? Fabulous and happy to be here with you. How are you? I'm wonderful and I'm so happy to have you on the show because I want to delve into this conversation about empowerment and especially this empowerment not only for women but financial empowerment because it has such a pivotal role in our lives and how we move through the world. Um, for our guests and listeners, would you mind sharing just a little synopsis as to what got you into this field of not only the financial sector, but leaning into the element of empowerment for women? Well, it's very much part of my personal story. So uh, when I came to Canada, I had been working in the financial sector in Karachi and I'd worked in Singapore and Dubai and so when I came here I thought it was easy to go back into the financial realm and it, that involved educating myself about how things work in Canada because it's very different um, the tax side of things is different investment side of things is different and so um, i studied for my licensing uh, over here in Canada and uh, started looking around for work in the financial sector. But at the same time, there were things happening in my personal life where my my marriage broke down and I found myself two years into having arrived in Canada on my own. My ex left the country And so I had no spousal support, I had no child support, and I had two children, and I didn't have work. Because I had, you know, I just came, and I was having a baby, and then I started studying. So um, it was very much my own struggle to become financially independent, and at the same time, looking for work in the financial sector, where 
it was a lot of dealing with my own internal demons about mm-hmm. how am I going to support the kids, support myself, keep things stable, and at the same time, educating myself about how the system works. So it all actually came together for me beautifully from not having any money and actually having debt when when my ex left um, to owning multiple properties, creating investments for myself, putting my children through, uh, through school, through university has been a journey. I've learned a lot through it. And I, what I've learned, one of the main things that I've learned that I am passionate about teaching women is that it's not about how much money you make. It's about what you do with the money that you make that makes mm-hmm. the difference mm-hmm. and women I find I don't know if uh, our listeners are like me but when I first went into the financial industry it was I fought it tooth and nail I did not wish to be in to have anything to do with finances I was scared of numbers I was petrified the first day that I walked into my job in the financial sector. And it was because I never wanted to be in finance. I always wanted to be in marketing. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, when it came time to look for jobs, I don't know if other people relate to this, but I couldn't find the job that I wanted. So I took the job that I could get and it happened to be in a bank. In an investment bank. And so that's how my financial journey started. And I know how scary it is to deal with numbers. But I can tell you that two weeks of my, after my first two weeks in this investment bank, where I was petrified walking in through the doors, two weeks later, I looked at it and I said, my goodness, this does not have anything to do or as much to do with numbers that I thought I was going to be eating numbers for breakfast, right? right? right. It's more about strategy. I can do strategy. In mm-hmm. fact, I love strategy. Well done. And, and, and you know, women, I, I don't know about you and I don't know about our listeners, but in all my career in, in the financial industry, I find women are more planners than than anything else women plan Mm -hmm. yes and and so to me I found oh my goodness this is just about being planned right plan ahead I can do this and so um, by being prepared by having a plan by being disciplined I was able to create a carve out a life for myself that I could not even have imagined it would have been scary had I told myself, um, new in Canada, had I told myself, oh, you're going to own multiple properties and trade stocks and, and create all of this, I would have dug a hole. Right. And, wow. uh, but, but now I'm passionate about teaching women because as an advisor, which is the role that I played, I found that women kind of take the back seat. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of numbers and they think mm-hmm. that investing is all about numbers and it's not. Right. So it's strategy. Yes. And that is what I'm impassioned about teaching. And it's very much has to do with mindset. Mm-hmm. And so I, in order to, to do what I did, I had to shift the way I was thinking my thoughts. I had mm-hmm. to talk to myself and tell myself, you can do it. You can right. do it. You're going to do it. 
and that's where it all starts so it's it's um it's a a marriage between mindset and and actual financial know-how which is what i am really passionate about teaching how amazing for you to not only uncover that for yourself but now be in a position to lead others on that journey and on that path too so well done to you i'm, I'm yes, sure it wasn't you. a small feat for sure coming new to a country and having two small children but also not having the support that one would typically think when we're mm -hmm. under strife yes. when we're yeah. under travel uh, under difficulty in life so that's a big feat congratulations thank you yes i uh I, I don't even know how it all happened, but it happened. And I think it happened because I was committed to learning. And mm -hmm. if, if there are people out there who are committed to learning, I am more than happy to teach. Beautiful. Beautiful. So tell me, what is it you believe about yourself? Having witnessed and been through all of this in your life so far, what do you believe about yourself? And do you feel it defines who you are at this moment of time? I I feel that we are led, we have guidance. And that if we just allow ourselves to go wherever the voice inside says, go and do this, and we don't fight it, then we can make our way through anything. I feel that what gets in the way is the voice inside that says, no, you can't do that. Or no, what are people going to say? Or you can't possibly be good enough you can't possibly be clever enough oh you you can't you're too old to learn this okay you know it's it's our self-talk and and so i think that overcoming that self-talk has been the primary part of my journey is to say no i can do this i can right. i can trade i can create wealth i can i can and i can do it without needing help from anyone else so my belief about myself is that if i put my mind to it i can do it mm -hmm. and it does define who i am today is that there's nothing that i cannot have be or do if i decide so the 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 time wastage happens in decision making mm -hmm. but once you decide that this is what you want, there's no reason why you can't go out and get it. There's right. a way. Somebody before you has done it. And if they can do it, you can do it too. Right, exactly. Exactly. The opportunities are always there, right? It's there. Yes. So just find that one person that gives you the evidence that you need. Because you see, our minds, what I've discovered is our, our mind needs evidence. Our mind says, if somebody else has done it, then there's a way to do it and I will help you find it. Mm -hmm. But as long as we don't show ourselves that evidence, then it's hard to get started. Right. And so for me as well, in the financial industry, I was very fortunate to find a mentor who was a woman, who was a single woman, who was a couple of years ahead of me in the game, who had created what I wanted to create, mm -hmm. who held my hand and said, you can do it. Yes. And because I saw her as a shining example of possibility, I believe that, yes, I can do it as well. Beautiful. And, and that's part of the journey of witnessing others 
not only who were doing it, but others who were potentially not doing it. Yes. And looking at that stark contrast of the world that we live in, because we do live in a world of polarity and contrast. So once we can identify both sides of it, it gives us an opportunity to make that choice. Yes, absolutely. So we all need as something to aspire to. Mm-hmm. And having that, finding that, having that and clinging to it right. when, when it seems like it's not going to happen, mm-hmm. that's the test. Right. Yes. What do you feel is your calling at this, or perhaps one of your callings at this moment of time? I am so passionate about helping women. And I believe that women um, are so talented, have so much to offer that they don't give themselves a chance to find those strengths that they have, their unique persona, um, end up putting themselves last on their own list of things of priority. And money is very much part of that because um, you can, you don't need money to be happy, but it's happiness is much easier to find when you do have money. Right. Right. Because life is very difficult when you don't have money. And I've been there. I've Mm -hmm. been there. I've been in a place where, okay, don't have money. How stressful it is not to know how you're going to pay your next bill yes and to prepare for financial independence so i was very fortunate to very quickly learn the ropes and create a life that has enabled me to retire or be financially completely comfortable at a you know very early age so i i uh I transitioned into doing my own thing at age 54, which, you know, a lot of people who start at, I didn't start at 20. I didn't even come to Canada when I was 20. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to, to, to start late and still be able to finish early is an accomplishment. And I think that if I can do it, then there isn't anyone who can't do it. That's right. Yeah, it is a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. And so that's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about teaching women that they can do it. They don't need to be dependent. It's have finding a rich man is not a retirement plan. Mm -hmm. That's right. (coughs) Yes. So we need to, you know what? Fear comes from lack of knowing. Mm -hmm. I find that women are fearful of making mistakes with financial decisions, which is why they tend to defer those financial decisions to someone else. They don't want the responsibility for them unless they're single and on their own. And even then I find that they they will bring a parent or a brother or someone in because they want someone else to be party to that. And I think that women can do it themselves. And I am passionate about giving them the confidence to know that it's okay. You can do it. You can learn mm-hmm. it. It's not rocket science. It's not nuclear fission. You yeah. can do it. That's right. That's right. Anything is possible with the intention. And having a desire or a goal that you do want to achieve. We talked a little bit earlier about the polarity of somebody who you feel that 
push your mentor who had everything that you was desiring versus the one who doesn't. And looking at, okay, so what were the steps that person took and how does that align for me potentially that yes. I can follow that path that and be empowered? Exactly. So, you know, uh, what I teach women helps them to have more money in their bank accounts and more love in their life. Because when there's no money, loves, loves out of, love goes out the window when there's no money in the house. Well, yeah, and that also expands on many other areas. When you come yes. from a place of lack, even if it's from a place of financial lack, that will infiltrate on all aspects of your life. Everything is affected from that perspective. And you live right. constantly in a state of fear. Mm-hmm. And that's not healthy. It's not physically healthy. It's not that's mentally right. healthy. And for sure, there's no happiness in that way of life. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you feel are some of the attributes that connect you to your purpose? Uh, stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, stubbornness in the sense that, you know, once I make up my mind, okay, this is, I just need to do this. I am going to do it. Okay. And discipline. Discipline. So perhaps determination would be would be maybe yes. a more positive attribute that you'd like to highlight. <laughs> okay. You see, people will try and tell you not to be stubborn about it, but you gotta be stubborn. You got determination. Yes, is a much nicer way to say it. My mm-hmm. mother always called me stubborn. So. Okay, you want to stick with that? All right, stubborn it is. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, you've got to be determined about where you are going Mm -hmm. and you've got to do what it takes, which is the next part. Right. Um, uh, Yes. Everyone wants a vacation, but if going on a vacation means I'm going to put it on my credit card and then worry about it, it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not really a vacation because you're getting, uh, you're, getting a physical vacation you're not getting a mental vacation because all the time that you're sitting at the beach you're thinking about how am I going to pay for this when I get back yes that's not a vacation right exactly right and so uh prioritizing the right things and not doing things just because other people are doing them Mm -hmm. and you want to do them too you want to say I went to Rome as well right Uh uh-huh um, yes. Don't do it that way. It's not worth it. You the, you end up paying for it many times over, because I mean, think about it. With where interest rates are on credit cards, if you can't pay it off within twelve months, you are paying more for it than it was worth. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I always say this to women, because we love a sale. You know, like. And I've had my daughter come to me and say, but it's on sale. Yes, but you're spending money. Do you have it? <laughs> yes. And the yes. sale is only helpful if you can come home and say, I saved $10 because I bought stuff on sale. So I'm going to take these $10 and put them in, in my piggy bank. Now you've saved. Right. Right. Exactly. But if you're... If you're buying 10 of the same things because it's on sale, but you're putting it on your credit card, you're going to end up paying more than the $10 that you just saved in interest. Yes. That's not 
saving anything. That that's a hook and that's a fish a fish line in a hook. That's what that is. Yeah, absolutely. So this is the kind of clarity that I want women to have. Yes, because they don't. They get mm-hmm. carried away with whatever the you know the hook is, as you very well said. Uh, yeah. And they get carried away with that, and they feel that you know they're they're making a a wise decision. Yes. But you're not making a wise decision if you're going to put that on on a credit card or or on a credit line. Right. 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 So what? Which one would you much rather own? A nice yellow jacket or a house? You know, like it's just like because this money that you just put on, you know, this you went to Danier, you bought the best jacket. It's in vogue. This is what you wanted. Mm-hmm. You could have taken that same money and put it towards buying a car or a house or you know i prefer a house because that's not a depreciating asset right 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 yes but where where are you allocating your resources yes it makes it it makes a difference and that's where the discipline part comes in Mm -hmm. i am going to be disciplined enough to remember my goals right my goal is bigger than the displeasure that I'm going to have that is momentary. Because, I mean, you know it, I know it. Bring something new home. Five days later, it's no longer new. You're looking for something new again. Five days? Wow, that's a long time for you. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Sometimes it's over as soon as you bring it home. <laughs> that's right. We've right? all been there. So We've all witnessed it. Absolutely. We've all done those things. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I think that the discipline for me came from the fact that I did not have any support. So I had to do, I knew that nobody's going to come and help me. And I say this to the women that I teach. I say, listen to other people if they're going to pay your bills for you. But they yes. have no right to tell you what to do if they're not going to pay your bills for you. That's you true. still have to pay your bills. Absolutely. So remember that when you make a financial decision, Mm -hmm. anything that is linked to a dollar sign, take a breath before you make a decision, you know, just Mm -hmm. breathe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. And and those situations can be really challenging because ultimately as human beings, we're emotional beings, right? We have these things called emotions that allows us to make some silly decisions, but also to make some wise decisions. And in that process is where we learn more about ourselves and who we are and what we do. Exactly. And that's where we make a mistake with law of attraction. You know, because law of attraction says do that which do that which feels good. Well, this feels good, Zara. I'm going to buy that yellow sweater. It feels good. Yes, but think about, is it still going to feel good 24 hours later when you're presented with the credit card bill? Right. So it's, yeah. not, it's not ultimately going to feel good. And mm-hmm. so this is where it gets a little bit confusing for those of us who are also on the mental health mindset, law of attraction journey to to navigate emotions when law of attraction says do that which feels good. Because sometimes you're looking at it in the wrong context. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yes. One of the interesting things that's coming to mind for me as you're saying this is when I first moved to Canada a long time ago, um, a girlfriend and myself used to go out shopping or we'd go for a bit of lunch or we'd just, we'd just hang out. Yeah. And often we would have these little debates when we're out browsing because we weren't doing shopping, we were kind of browsing and determining whether something needed to be purchased. So we used to play this little game, if you will, called is it a need or is it a want? want? So that was really interesting because to me, that really pulls out the emotion and the reactive state of making that choice. Is it, if it's a need, then I can come back and I can purchase it. But if it's just because I want it, then I'll come back maybe two, three days later. And if it's still there and I can afford it, then fair enough, I will have it. But most of the time, the, the decision was very clear that it was just, a want and not necessarily exactly. a need. I think I I'm fortunate love, enough to be in that space. I love, I love, I love that you just brought that up because this is one of the things that I teach is that retirement is not a want. It's a need. It is a need. Yes, it is. You know, but I, I find most people treat it like, a, oh, I want to retire. No, sweetheart, you need to retire. That's right. <laughs> That's very true because... So, <laughs> exactly it, so if it's it, a need then then you know prioritize it it's, and it's the realism of life right it's the realism of life how long we, are you going to work well we're, we're all going to get older exactly so it, that is not a, not a need to be older but it's it's inevitable that it's going to happen so yeah that's really interesting that's a good spin on that i like that, mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. yeah i try and tell my my son, who is 19, I try and tell him that, <laughs> you know, like it seems like there's no tomorrow. But listen, it's going to come at you very quickly. But life is pretty invisible when you're 19. Mm -hmm. You know, as human beings, we, we feel we're pretty invisible and we can do whatever we want and nothing. Exactly. And you so. like, yeah, but, but at the same time, from having a 19-year-old and having been 19 myself, I know. No 19-year-old loves the thought of having to work for the rest of their life. Yes. You know, like we all want to play hooky and go out and have fun. <laughs> yes. but, but the way that that's going to happen is if you do make that a goal for yourself. Absolutely. And if you start at 18 and all you ever invest is $150 a month, mm -hmm. you can end up having a million dollars in your and if you never increase it and your earning capacity is going to increase so mm -hmm. you can probably double it but a 19 year or an 18 year old starting with 150 dollars every single month mm -hmm. is going to have a million dollars at age 60. coupled with that it'll also put them in a place of empowerment yes. because they are taking control or absolutely contribute into a long-term plan which I think at 19 we think I got 40 50 years to figure that out I, I'm good to do whatever but exactly but that's as you, as you know and I know th those years happen real fast <laughs> exactly and you know uh even a 19 year old 
working at McDonald's can afford to put $150 away per month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so um, I think that one of the things that makes it unreal is that you don't realize the difference that it's going to make to you. You feel like you can catch up later. Yes. Yes. But it's much harder to play catch up. That's the realism of life. But again, I'm going to go back to the emotional state of what does a 19-year-old feel like they're missing out on? Or, for, you know, you fast forward, what does a 50, 60, 70-year-old person who maybe hasn't um, planned so strategically for their, for their retirement feel like they're missing out? So it's the emotional journey and the relationship they have, not only with themselves, with their future self, yeah. but also with this paper thing called money. Money. Which yeah. really needs to be unraveled and resolved from my perspective. Exactly. I think that's where it all really that begins. Abundant thinking, abundant thinking and putting yourself first mm -hmm. and having fun, but not at the cost of your bigger goals. Because when you compromise your bigger goals, you don't feel good. Mm -hmm. And it's just that stress then just magnifies and that's where the catch-up comes in but I also I know that that makes things easier starting early but I also want to say to that person who's maybe 60 and and looking at not having anything that mm -hmm. doesn't take very long to create things because I didn't have much and it didn't right. take long it right. just took discipline yes Yes. And strategy, strategy, discipline and having a strategy, knowing how you're going to do it, mm -hmm. having a plan for getting there. Yes, absolutely. And so, um, yes, uh, I remember having uh, met someone when they were 63 and at 63, they had less than $70,000 saved for retirement. And I remember him saying to me, I want to retire at 65. And I said, you need to, I, I'm not your girl then because you need to give mm. me at least five years to work right. with you because he was making good money. He just didn't have anything to show for it. I see. Other than perhaps some good memories, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which one could argue potentially that's part of the game too, right? Of, yes. of what we're here to witness and experience. Well, I mean, then then you have to be satisfied with not. So I created I created these memories. I took everything that I had and I created these memories. And I did not put away for another goal that I had. Then don't be unhappy about it. Mm -hmm. The problem happens when you have spent it all and now you're unhappy that you did. That right. regret factor then should not be there. Right. Right. It's just that we feel that we are going to be able to go on forever. Our physical bodies are going to be able to support us, you know, the yes. same way that they did when we were 19. Of course, um, it's that 19 year old mindset, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's a combination of mindset and what you need to say to yourself. What you need to say to other people in order to have boundaries, yes, and how you how you prioritize your goals, because if you tell the universe that you have a goal, 
the universe will provide you with the opportunities to accomplish that goal. Now it's up to you to say yes to those opportunities or to say no to them. Mm -hmm. The universe does not decide for you. No. The decision-making is still in your hands. Always, yes. And so that decision-making process is where everything changes based mm -hmm. on the power of your decision-making. Absolutely. And that's where the magic comes in is to be uncomfortable in to gain comfort. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, but it can, yes, that's right. But you can also have fun along the way. Absolutely. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that there's going to be no fun in your life. Absolutely. You, yes. can, you can have fun along the way. Just imagine you didn't have that $150 to start with. So now you just have to shrink your life into whatever is left over. That's and, right. you know, this is why I say budgets don't work. Budgeting does not work. Because budgeting requires you to keep track of everything that you're spending money on. Mm -hmm. What works is put, put allocate towards your long-term goal and then spend the rest. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how you spend it, spend the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this beautiful thing called time that we are in a mindset or in a world, especially coming out of this, this global shutdown for the last two, three years, of how individuals are really in a space of time scarcity. Yes. And with time scarcity comes a place where we are now in a position of going, okay, I need to work 11, 12 hours for my yes. day job, so to speak. I got kids to take care of. I got a husband, whatever, or I got life to take care of. Mm -hmm. So therefore, that only leaves me maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes for self-care time, if that's even possible. What I have found and what I've recognized even before all this happened, as much as as human beings we are, we perhaps rebel against structure. Yet it serves us very well. So when we have an element of structure of at this time I'm doing this and at this time I'm doing this, just like you're saying with the money, if we put away $150, now we know what we're doing with that and now I know I'm, what I'm doing outside of that. Time is the same thing. So I've taken care of all my chores, tasks, responsibility pieces. Now I have a chunk of time, let's say half an hour for argument's sake. Now I know that's allotted. I'll be able to enjoy and play in that space much more wholeheartedly exactly. because I've allotted that time so much. Exactly, you're right. And freedom of time is very connected to freedom of money. Mm -hmm. The more freedom of money we create, the more freedom of time we can buy. And that's possibly because we live in a world of mindset where there is an exchange of time versus time money. money. Yes. Whereas the other opportunities are way more accessible to us that haven't been perhaps so readily available or known. 
yes it's all it's all linked and that's what makes it interesting and that's what also makes it a puzzle because it's different for every person absolutely because, yeah. because every individual comes with a different set of beliefs about who they are what they want mm-hmm. and so this is why people look for cookie cutter solutions because they seem easier but there is really no cookie cutter solution to this it is all very very individual based but ultimately at the end of the day putting money away for retirement or having a relationship with this thing called money is ultimately about your own self worth of do Absolutely. i believe in myself to to be able to put that money aside to invest in myself yes that that's how i'm seeing it ultimately comes to to that core yes. point which yes. then infiltrates in all other areas of your life from a relationship with spouse partner or your children or your family you're so right i think self worth is at the basis of the money the love the health everything revolves mm-hmm. around our self worth and self esteem yes loving ourselves and considering ourselves worthy of having the things that we want and that we have access to all of it answer exactly exactly it's just about finding a way and you know what that it's really interesting because if you look around you um you can find people in the same industry mm-hmm. who price their services differently based on and that's all based on self worth that's right it is they're yes. not necessarily better yes then the person who charges less mm-hmm. but it's their suffer yeah that allows them to charge more and and, and it's it, it's the world we live in it's a perception of how yeah. we see value in things am i going to go am i going to go out and buy a Prada bag or am i going to go out and buy some from Walmart like what's the value that i'm going to see in all of that yes and you, you know that's interesting because a lot of times the value that we see we see through other people's eyes through this, of, this world of media frenzy yes. that we've been living in exactly, worldwide exactly uh-huh. exactly and so having wearing brand label clothes or having brand label handbags and shoes um does feel good granted it does feel good it is good quality stuff but it should not come at the cost of compromising any other goal that you have right and that's the key and that's the hard part that, that is, is very difficult part. for a lot of people yes. because the emotional attachment that they gain from those pieces of i feel worthy now i have a prada bag or whatever ridiculous label you want to have on your shoulder Narjan, it's you know what this is one of the mindset shifts that i had to make is that you think that something outside of you will fill the hole that you've got inside of you mm-hmm. but it's not that you've got to fill the hole inside of you first yes then go out and bring that thing and it will add to who you are that's right because nothing outside of you can fill the hole that's right that's right and that that is law of attraction basically this law of attraction says in order to get it you've got to be it first mhm absolutely right you're right absolutely and so with 
this is abundant thinking is be abundant first and then abundance will find you. Yes, which also, also translates in my language of recognizing your own self-worth. Absolutely. And your own self-value and love for exactly. yourself. Exactly. And that will emanate out and exactly. each others. Yes. Absolutely. So with all that you've learned, with everything that you have garnered and shared, especially on this call, what's next for you? I am passionate about offering um, free education to women who are interested in learning, financial empowerment, and law of attraction. I already have a lot of information on YouTube, and I am creating free courses and financial courses for women to start understanding investing, saving money, budgeting. Okay. Um, so practical, how do I do this kind of. Right. All completely free um, because I want to see women do well. Beautiful. What I do charge for is I do charge if someone wants one-on-one -on -one consulting, if mm -hmm. someone wants to sit down and ha have access to me as their coach, absolutely, that I do charge for. But there are so many things that I offer for free that if anyone really wants to learn, they can start today and they can use all the material that I'm sharing and create an amazing life. Um, like I said before, I want to see women having more love in their life and more money in their bank account. It's been such a pleasure to delve into this conversation, especially about empowerment and especially with women too, because I do believe it's an important place. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your experiences. Thank you for having me. I'm Naranjan and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate and review and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you.